Welcome to the Swiping Diaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another super awesome, fun, amazing, I don't really know how to do introductions, episode of the Swiping Diaries. Thank you for sticking with me and coming back and listening. I really appreciate it. This episode, we have a caller all the way from the UK. Alice, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You are my first outside of the US collar. I, I like to think I'm adding some international flavor. Yes, a little <laughs> bit of spice. Yeah, if a you bit will. of spice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact with Alice, everyone, when I started posting pictures of the swiping diaries on my Instagram, Alice actually reached out and was starting to tell me different stories that she had with her online dating experiences. And I'm like, this girl is wild and needs to come on my show. <laughs> Funnily enough, like um, I just I just met some new colleagues yesterday or the day before. I can't even remember. Lockdown life just is completely changing, ever changing. And um, she was like, "You're just one of those people that's just got lots of stories." And I was like, "Yeah, I do." And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say good thing because you know it just makes things a little bit more interesting. Once again, it just adds that extra flavor exactly to your life. Okay, so in the UK, like, what's like the preferred app that you guys use? Um, so everybody seems to be going through at the moment a major like Bumble ish but I would say Hinge is kind of like on the rise at the moment. Interesting. Like, it's really weird. So like. I think the first time I online dated was, oh my God, maybe like nine years ago. And at the time it was like, okay, Cupid and Plenty of Fish were like the two free ones that like everybody had. I don't even know if Tinder existed. You'll have to fact check. <laughs> um, and then basically, and then like kind of Tinder became like huge. And then all of a sudden, like, I kind of, you know, had a relationship, went back into online dating like a couple of years ago and like Tinder just like wasn't the thing to be using anymore. Like everybody was using uh, Hinge and, and Bumble, but I personally find Hinge like really difficult. Like it's a lot of admin. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, I don't know about you, but like, you know how Hinge has these suggested people? Yeah. I feel like everyone they would suggest to me, I'm like, they are so, like, they do not seem interesting to me yeah. at all. Like, where did you get this algorithm from? Is it because these people, like, didn't have many people liking them? I and feel, to... yeah, I, sometimes I take, like, personal offense. When I when I was on Hinge and when I was using it, I did take, like, genuine personal offense at the people Dang. I was being matched with. I'd be like, uh, what? Do you really <laughs> think? Seriously, I'm just, like, I'm a little bit, like, yeah, I'm offended that you yeah. would think that this person and I would match no so yeah I never had personally much success on hinge but I'm glad though that I guess other people seem to find success with that. I feel like it's better for guys to be honest I met my my now boyfriend on hinge and like it was just like crazy in terms of I think everybody else I'd been on a date with I'd met on Bumble when I went through this kind of like year-ish of dating like loads of people and yeah like I don't think I maybe I met one or two others on Hinge 
but um yeah like my now boyfriend I like he he actually came up as a suggestion and I was like what like this person actually for a change I actually have shared interests with what because like normally it would just be like some man taking like a terrible selfie in the mirror in his like boxers there would always be these like horrendously gross comments along the lines of you know like super major sexual innuendo and I'd just be like oh my god like one of my close friends she is like an absolute hinge demon she seemingly is <laughs> on hinge constantly constantly meeting like actually good guys on hinge which I think is like incredible but um also regularly sends me her like match of the day and it will just be like something horrendous like I she sent me one that was like I'll take you home to my mom if you give me a blowjob on the way what that yeah. is disgusting and she was like seriously what <laughs> I mean I guess it could like lead to a good story but ew no no yeah exactly Ugh. okay so Alice you briefly told me a couple of stories like you kind of like touched upon a bunch of stories when so you many. were like <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I was cracking up. I was like, this girl is hilarious. Okay, so one that I want to ask more or get more detail about, what was it? Can you tell me more about the guy who was writing an erotica novel? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, you said he was what, like an elementary school teacher? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, he was on Hinge, actually. I think he probably was one of my, like, matches of the day and actually you know initially I thought yeah like he seems nice he was like quite good looking and like according to his hinge profile it was all very really kind of like humble so like yeah he was like humble bragging no just like no no like very like no not humble bragging at all but just like really kind of like humble and quite sweet like basically yeah so he was what you guys would call an elementary school teacher what we would call a primary school teacher one of his like I can't remember exactly what the question you know like the question was but like one of the things was that like one of his like life goals was increasing access to education for like disabled young people so I was like this guy sounds great yeah like it just all seemed like really nice he like did loads of like charity work and I kind of thought oh like he obviously likes kids and is obviously like very you know just like very kind of nice and considerate of people with like disability and I thought yeah this guy sounds really interesting yeah like no red flags here no no red flags and like you know no like shirtless selfies in the mirror like all very nice like family friendly photos Love it. We're going to keep it like PG, not PG-13. Yeah, exactly. Like very, yeah, very, he was super PG, very stereotype of your like teacher style guy who's teaching young children, young impressionable children. Literally. Yeah, literally. So I kind of thought, yeah, he seemed kind of nice. And we were, we started messaging and initially it was like very normal conversation, really standard, you know, you're kind of like, hey, how are you? 
it kind of progressed to like slightly more kind of like chatty stuff about I can't even remember but like about each other's jobs and like what we were kind of doing and like what we enjoyed yeah once again seems pretty normal yeah really normal like what I always think like with any form of dating app interaction you basically it goes one of two ways you either have a normal conversation that goes nowhere or you have a conversation that's literally like hey how are you want to have sex like there's yeah there's exactly. those two categories um so yeah we like had a bit of a conversation we were like talking a bit during the week and then it all went really weird oh the saturday morning so like i think we'd probably been talking for like three or four days at this point we hadn't like exchanged numbers or anything thank god but um I sort of messaged him I think it was probably one of those scenarios where I was like yeah you know what like I'll probably meet up with this guy like so I kind of was um I'm quite ballsy and I'll quite often be like let's just go for a drink because I like rather get I love that that stuff like over and done with so the conversation on the Saturday literally started with like you know me being like hey like what are you up to to today and it all kind of went really weird (laughs) Oh, so what was he up to then? So, well, so his initial response was literally that, like, he was meeting up with some friends and, like, potentially going to the football, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, um, we, maybe we could uh, meet up, go for a day, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of, like, yeah, yeah. went straight in there. And then he was like, oh, well, um, you know, actually, this morning I've been finishing off my erotic novel. And this is where it all went really, really weird. So immediately I was like, okay, red flag. But similarly, I was like, this is incredible because I hadn't had like a very funny exchange with somebody Mm -hmm. for a while. So I was like, this is going to be incredible. So I kind of started (laughs) digging and was like, so yeah, tell me, tell me about your novel. And I think I maybe made some comment along the lines of, do you see yourself as the next E.L. James? Because I thought you know contextualizing it within a 50 shades of gray scenario and he was like oh you'll be too you'll be too prudish for my for my erotic novel Wait, um, what excuse yeah, me like straight off the bat and i was thinking he doesn't okay, even like, know you yeah but he's the prudish one in in like a profile sense he's a teacher he's like passionate about expanding education you wouldn't really have thought this conversation was ever coming so I kind of kept digging and he was like oh I think he he immediately got pretty defensive to be honest but at the same time why did he say it yeah exactly like if he wants to share with you that he's writing an erotic novel okay yeah on on a Saturday morning Oh my, just just little Saturday morning things. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was pre- it was probably pretty early. I think I'd been to a gym class, so like he was probably in bed writing his erotic novel. Meanwhile, there was me like just having some breakfast after I'd been to the gym. Um, so really different scenarios. Um, so obviously, I eventually found out what the actual story was that he had written, and it wasn't very good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, basically, the story was it was a guy who was on the train, and it was a really crowded, I'm kind of imagining kind of like New York subway, rush hour scenario, although he didn't add that flavour, but I'm going to add that flavour in for him. <laughs> and <laughs> and effectively, this this random stranger 
basically um, jerks this guy off. And that's the end of the story. That's it? That's like a chapter long, I feel. I don't even... Th- and I kind of said, oh, like, I don't know. That's that's a bit more like a novella, you know? It's very short. Right. And I said, you know, I, I don't know if it would be a bestseller. You did not critique his work like that. Yeah, I oh did. My God. But... I mean, by this point, I knew that it wasn't going to work because who shares this stuff on a Saturday morning? No, but that is so ballsy for you to just be like, hmm, whatever, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. Yeah, but then it got so much worse because he then just like exploded and was like, you're a prude, like you don't understand like, you know, sexuality and like erotica. And I was like, I think I do, but I don't think that's what that is (laughs) he was just like you're a prude you're like awful and I just kind of decided to really defend myself and basically as you should yeah exactly because I was also like you know what like I don't feel like I started the nastiness like yeah okay I said it wasn't gonna be a bestseller but I (laughs) I kind of feel like some people could take that as banter some people could find that funny. He didn't. Right. And kind of turned quite nasty really quickly. So I was kind of like, okay, yeah, but I mean, I feel like your storyline is basically a teenager's wet dream. Um, and that's where the conversation <laughs> ended. <laughs> that's Alice's hot take right there. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously he disappeared off the face of the earth. What's really sad though is like at the time, so many of my friends were on dating apps and so many of my friends were on hinge so obviously i'd screenshot the entire thing and we were all on the lookout for this guy again because i kind of wanted to we all wanted to see if he was going to do the same to like one of them but literally none of us found him ever again oh my god maybe he <laughs> After your interaction with him, he's like, she critiqued my book so bad. I'm (laughs) never going back on a dating app ever again. But honestly, though, like he seemed like a crazy and that's like so unsettling too. that. I mean, maybe people have different pastimes and like different hobbies. But like, I don't know if I had a kid and my kid's teacher Teacher. is writing an erotic novel. I, I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me personally. I think for me though, like, have you ever seen 10 Things I Hate About You? And there's the mm-hmm. like, ca- oh, right. So in 10 Things I Hate About You, there's like a class counselor and she's writing an erotic novel, but very kind of like Mills and Boone, like sort of pulsating member, like really hilarious. And obviously it's a film, so it's funny. Right. And, and they're high school kids. So again, bit different. But this guy yeah. was writing quite sleazy stuff. That I'm assuming he maybe was just putting on like Reddit, maybe? I know you can publish for free on Amazon. So like maybe it'll be on Amazon before we know it. Yeah, like a a book to download. That would be incredible. Imagine if the one interaction with this guy actually turns out to be a bestseller. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I jinxed that one, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) You could have been like, you know, his uh, sugar baby if he, you know, hit a big time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean... I don't think he'll hit the big time. What I find interesting about him, though, is A, he was a teacher. B, he was saying this to just a random stranger on the internet. And also, 
how would a relationship with this type of guy work you know like because on the on the cover of it he's like super wholesome really humble and then all of a sudden he's writing really bad erotic short stories (laughs) it just really goes to show you that like you do not know people I feel like that's also do something like maybe that's why he hid it from his hinge profile because you know like on hinge you can like write out like little tidbits about you I'm wondering like if that's the reason why like maybe he didn't come right out and say it in his profile because he was like like I need to trust the girl before I bring it up well also like I'm 31 so at the time I would have been just 29 30 ish he would have been a similar age possibly older so he could have feasibly come across the parents of his school children right oh my god I didn't even think about that say the youngest of five like easily a woman who's coming up in their like 30s could have a five five six seven year old oh my god so maybe that's why but weird that is so weird you just like really don't know anybody and like yeah like what's he thinking about all day when he's at school with these kids (laughs) is he thinking about his next chapter that's disgusting yeah it is gross it is so gross And also, he had a normal conversation with me for at least a couple of days. Like, it hadn't gone on to, like, a texting phase, but it was, you know, like, a fairly okay conversation. I can't really remember the details of it, but it was normal. And then it just went really sour and really weird. Oh, God. That just, like, skeeves me out so much. But, like, thank God you dodged a bullet with that one and honestly just had some fun with it. Because at that point, why not? Like, you know you're never going to see this person. Yeah, exactly. But, I I mean, in a way, part of me is, like, that would have been a, a hilarious date to have gone on. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, imagine if you would have critiqued his book in person. I would have been so scared for you. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose that's the point where you might end up like dead in the back of a van type scenario. Seriously? Potentially. (laughs) That would have been so scary. Thank God it never amounted to you guys actually dating and like, or physically going on a date. I would have been so scared for you. Yeah, I mean, luckily, I think like at the time I was living smack brain in a city center so it was kind of quite easy to get rid of people although I did have a few struggles like there was one guy who again I met during this like phase of dating and we went on a date and it was just awful and I'm I was being too polite which is hard to imagine given that previous story but he'd come like relatively far like he was from like a nearby town and I kept being like so like what time's your train like what what time is your train like let's get you on that train back to wherever you live and he was like oh no like all of a sudden the last train had gone and I was like hang on what and he was like so I may as well just hang around and get a cab later and I was thinking oh my god please go away and he ended up literally walking me back to just outside my flat and Mm -hmm. I waited until there was somebody else there opened the door and immediately closed the door in his face good for you though I feel like that's such like a thing with women is like I don't know I feel like you know we're there's so much pressure for women to be like you know the polite ones like shit happens like this and you know, we're uncomfortable. And then, you know, then we're called bitches because it's like, you know, oh, well, she was a bitch to me because she wasn't nice, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, um, because you were being creepy. And the thing is, he wasn't up until that point, he wasn't being that creepy. But okay. But then the next morning, 
I actually checked his train times. I'm guessing the last one did not. No. Like, the last one was way later. So, uh, at the point that he'd walked me, like, back to my flat, like, the train had gone. But at the point that I'd said, when's your train? And he'd said, oh, it's already gone. Let's go for a final drink. It hadn't gone. And there were, like, two more. What the hell? So it was definitely a lie because I can't, this is so lame, but I calculated it based on the time that this place closed. Okay. That's not lame. So I was like, hang on, like, what time does that place close? Worked it out. It closed at 11. And there were, like, one train at half past 11 and one train at 12. <laughs> And we then went to this place that like closed at 12. So yeah, like the reason that we even went to this second place was just like a lie. But it was very bizarre because I felt like we had like no spark whatsoever. So I don't know why he was so determined to continue hanging out with me. I mean, maybe he felt something, you know what I mean? And maybe that's why he kept going at like, I don't know. Or I think sometimes guys don't want to feel like they've lost you know what I mean or like they didn't you know get the girl in the end so maybe that's why but like at that rate you know if the girl's not feeling it why why do you want to force it I don't get it yeah I mean don't get me wrong I do sometimes think like the spark thing is a real difficult one to actually make a call on and Mm -hmm. I sometimes think people kind of like make it as a bit of like an, a, a bit of an excuse like when I like first started dating again like after my ex and I was sort of dating all of these guys I got the oh I don't see a spark thing so many times and it was really frustrating because there there was one guy in particular that like everything seemed to be going completely fine and we seemed to have loads in common and like we went on like some really nice dates and then all of a sudden he was like actually no I don't see a spark and I was like hang on what like I always think the spark's like a difficult one to I I always feel like it's more like if you're having a good time with that person (laughs) and I thought we were at least having a good time (laughs) but obviously not right oh dating's so hard it really is and I feel like there are so many weird people and especially I just feel like there are so many times when you're dating somebody and well no you're not even dating somebody you're just on a dating app there are so many times when you're on a dating app that suddenly you talk to someone for ages and you actually never meet them in real life yes I feel like whatchamacallit even um do you ever watch catfish yes obviously I love catfish (laughs) me too but what's crazy to me is like especially with shows like catfish when people are like I've been speaking to this person for years I'm like, excuse me. Like, I don't know. I feel like at that point I'd get bored. But I guess like, you know, if you don't, because I feel like, you know, behind the social media wall and like app wall or whatever, like if you don't really like meet the person in real life, like I feel like it's easier to say what you think and feel. So I guess like in that regard, like it's easier to start a relationship online. But then I don't know. I feel like I'm not one of those people. Like I could never like meet someone online and then never meet them. I mean, I had a sort of what was definitely going down the catfish lines um at one point where oh really yeah 
so it was when I moved so I lived in Australia for a few years oh that's so cool so this was still like plenty of fish okay cupid phase of dating life Mm -hmm. and I met this guy and he lived literally oh like five minutes ten minutes from my apartment so like obviously on tinder and things it's based on where you are right that second whereas on plenty of fish and okay cupid it was much more kind of based on like what your preferred location was like at that point in time oh so you can pick a location yeah so basically we started messaging and it actually turned out so he was a tv producer and he worked on um sporting programs and he was actually i don't really get sport but he was doing (laughs) some kind of cricket thing that was happening like across australia so the day that we messaged for the first time he was in Perth and I was in Sydney, which is a five and a half hour plane ride. What? So that's not even a car ride. That's a pla- plane what? ride. And it's three, I think it's three hours or two, two or three hours behind. Like, it's like being on opposite sides of America. <laughs> like it's that's like the opposite side of the island, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I got myself into this situation where we were messaging before before our first date, we messaged for six weeks. Oh, wow. That's a long time. And it was weird. And for me, it was like actually one of my first, I don't know if I can really call it successful, but like successful in the sense that I met this guy and we started dating, uh, online dating experiences, because I dated a guy at uni I'd moved to London for my graduate scheme and sort of not really been like dating in London is really, really hard. Oh, why? Well, I feel like that can be a whole other episode because it's so it's, it is like very, very difficult because there is, it's almost like there are too many people. So then when I moved to Sydney, actually, it was kind of like suddenly there were actually people that were actually kind of willing to meet up. And I think, I think, to be honest, I'm pretty sure he was my first, okay, maybe not first, but he was maybe the second guy I had ever met online and actually met up with. But what was weird is like, it definitely started going down a slightly kind of catfishy path because basically doing this cricket thing for ages so then it was like the first time we actually went on a date, it was so much pressure because we've been talking for so long. And even he would like ring me and we would talk on the phone. Oh, so this was like, okay, at least you heard his voice. You knew it was a guy. I knew it was a man. Okay. <laughs> and like, I'm assuming no like voice distortion, although I know it was no voice distortion because I actually met him. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really, really odd. Like we genuinely were messaging constantly for about six weeks and he kept sort of like teasing being like oh I'm in I'm in Sydney for like two days maybe we can meet up and then he'd be like oh actually like it's super hectic I can't see you so there kept being oh, like that is fishy yeah, so there kept being like bits where like we could have potentially met up and he really wasn't that far away like there was one time I remember he actually drove past my flat and he was like oh I think I've just gone past your flat 
Did he know your address at the time? He vague like where I lived was like a pretty like main road in Sydney and I said I lived above a tile shop so actually investigation wise was pretty easy to work out exactly where I lived. Me now like adult like grown up me is like early 20s Alice what were you doing? But um <laughs> But I suppose you just kind of, I don't, I don't even know how it came up. But anyway, he's, he then was like, oh, I think I actually drove past yours. And I got like quite upset because I was like, hang on, like you said you didn't have time to meet up. You are literally driving past my house. Why couldn't we have like grabbed a coffee? Exactly. Or at least like I walk out and say hello. Exactly. So I can see that you're a real person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, that's like before the days of like FaceTime, right? So like you can't even yeah, 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 you yeah. even know what he looked like. Yeah. So I had like what was a sort of smartphone, which effectively like took pictures and that's about it. It had like WhatsApp and I think I had Instagram and obviously it had like Facebook, but it didn't have, yeah, like FaceTime, video calling, like none of that. And, you know, unless unless you logged into your laptop and went on Skype, that wasn't a thing on your actual phone. So, yeah, like it was really odd. And then I remember us genuinely like I got a bit pissed off about this. I think <laughs> understandably. Right. So we ended up actually talking on the phone that night, which may have been the first time we spoke on the phone. but I can't remember. But, yeah, it was weird. So we had our first date and it was six weeks in to the point we'd started messaging. I think possibly to the day. Wait, so that was the first time you even spoke on the phone. You didn't even meet him after six weeks. You just spoke on the no, phone. No, no, no. So, so we spoke, I don't know, maybe like a, three, four weeks in. And then we finally went for a drink six weeks in did he look like the pictures yes and no Uh oh (laughs) so there were a few things the reasons that I liked this guy so much were a he was a tv producer and he worked on the Australian it wasn't the voice I think it was x factor that's cool and scary spice my all-time favorite spice girl was one of <laughs> was one of the judges. Oh, wait, so he like knew her. Yeah, so A, he knew Scary Spice. B, he was trying to forge himself a career as a music video director and producer. We'll go into that more because that ended up turning into a story. <laughs> But he had made a Jerry Hallowell music video. I don't know who that is. Is that a big singer? No, that's that's Ginger Spice. Oh my God. He had touched two Spice Girls, which for me as a kid of the 90s, I was like, this is incredible. This man yeah. is my dream man. Um, and he was also, this is, makes this story even weirder, an Olympic gymnast. Oh, interesting like career choice after the Olympics, huh? Yeah, so he'd done Beijing. And he had got a shoulder injury. I mean, gymnasts, they're so young when they do it. He was probably like 15, 16, whenever he did that. So then he basically knackered his shoulder, carried on at school or whatever, and and went into film and TV production. So in my head, I was like, this guy's amazing. Right, like what hasn't this guy done? Seriously. Yeah, I know, right? And he wasn't like old or anything (laughs) He would have only been mid-twenties, absolute max. Well, I can see why you'd think he was a catfish because, like, okay, first of all, you're never meeting this guy. He was kind of being shady. And then, like, you know, he's saying he did all this stuff. It's like, okay, 
did you? Yeah. And what was even weirder is the Jerry Halliwell music video, even now, because occasionally I find it on the internet to show people, hasn't even been viewed by very many people because it got to something insane like 200 in the chart because it was so unsuccessful. Ooh, that's not good. So maybe he's like not that good of a producer? So I remember when he sent me the video on YouTube, it had, had something crazy like a thousand views. Which, considering this was Ginger Spice, that seems like no views. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm a thousand percent sure the Spice Girls are huge. Yeah, exactly. So that's just, that's very odd to me. Yeah, but but basically, so there was one thing about his appearance that definitely wasn't a what he listed on his bio on plenty official okay cupid which was his height he had said he was six foot and i think he was maybe five foot six. Oh my god well first of all i mean i get it if you're a gymnast you're probably not going to be that tall yeah like, let's just you know yeah. however though like i understand maybe like guys adding like an inch or so but, like, that's too much. So he was shorter than me. Oh, my God. But at that point, I was so invested. Right. You're like, I have to meet this guy. I've been talking to him for so long. Yeah, I'd, I'd be too. I was so emotionally invested in in him as a person that it was, like, a really strange one. Because I think now, what would have happened on that first date? Like, had I not have been messaging him for this long, would I have just gone, yeah, okay, no, thanks. But because I was so invested and I was so early into my like online dating life that instead it, what happened is I ended up going on multiple more dates with him. <laughs> so was it good then? Like, did you have fun? It was like really bizarre. So we would have like a really amazing period of time. So like our second date is still one of my like top dates of all time, just because it was really thoughtful. So he like drove and picked me up. He took me to this like really cute bagel shop. We got bagels. We then like drove to this really beautiful park. And then at the park, he like opened his boot and there was like a bottle of like Prosecco and like some little cups and a picnic blanket and a hamper and like some other snacks. And then we like sat and ate these bagels. And I was like, that is seriously good effort that's so cute yeah really cute yeah so things like that were like really amazing and I think the point we met in real life for the first time to the point we were no longer in contact I think was about six more months oh my god so end to end it went on for about a year but basically he would just like disappear and it would always be work and it would always be you know I'm like really busy so like just before we broke up he was making a music video oh another one (laughs) another one for some like up-and-coming indie person and this was kind of like a huge deal to him and basically I can't really remember the scenario but he was meant to have like hair and makeup sorted and it fell through like last minute and he was like texting me about it or whatever or we were talking on the phone and I was like oh one of my friends is a makeup artist like let me see if they're free so I literally convinced my friend to do this music video for free oh wow to do hair and makeup and they were like yeah you know it's a great experience blah 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 so like it was kind of a good mutual beneficial thing but basically you know, Sam, this Olympic 
short man was saying to me, oh, I like owe you big time, blah, blah, blah. And then about a week later, he was like, I just not ready for a relationship. Bye bye. What? Yeah. And I just saved his skin. What the hell? It was so weird. And then he was like, oh, you know, I'm just really not ready for a relationship. Cut forward like less than a month later. Suddenly there's this girl all over his Instagram. And I'm like, hang on, what? (laughs) Oh, hold up. I'm confused. So (laughs) I'm wondering, like, maybe was this girl like around in the background well exactly that's what I can't obviously I'm never gonna know like whether the reason that he had these like long absent periods was actually because he was having to prioritize which one of us he was going on a date with every time he was in Sydney oh my god what an ass I mean I should have known there were like a few red flags and probably the worst of those was the fact that actually on his bedstead was his Olympic medal and whenever he climaxed he would look at his medal. (laughs) So now we're talking about like a full-on narcissist at this point. I think so yeah I mean I think we can probably go there but it was it was very much like all about him but you know I was probably 23 24 he was so cool for somebody who was kind of like my age like he was maybe a year older but I was like oh my god he's achieved so much he's like got an Olympic medal and he's touched two Spice Girls yeah like this is who I want to associate myself with (laughs) he was like really into like really adventurous traveling so he'd done like all of these like crazy expeditions he'd done like the Mongol rally which is where you basically get like a banger car and you try and get it as as close to Mongolia as possible (laughs) so like all of this stuff it was like you know like in my head I was like this guy is really cool but actually now I look back and I'm like okay he was a huge narcissist it was very much all about him and like the way he ended things is so mean like by this point it had definitely been going on near enough a year and he just was like oh yeah actually okay bye yeah after you did him a favor did you like notice afterwards more of his like narcissistic tendencies or was it like like or did you notice it as you were dating you see not really as we were dating but I think I was so blinded by the fact that even when he wasn't there he was still like very good at giving attention like he was one of those people that was like texting all the time I think also, this is crazy. So I think in the six months that we actually saw each other in real life, so we mm-hmm. had sort of six weeks of texting and then six months of actually kind of seeing each other. I think we probably went on maximum 10 day, which is not very really? much. Yeah. No, it isn't. But then I feel like, you know, because he's constantly on his phone, it makes it seem like you like actually spent more time together than not. Exactly. And especially if you think about it from like end to end, it was like, what, seven and a half, eight months of time? Like, right. It was quite a long period of time to, and for me, I was completely invested. Like I wasn't like seeing other people or like anything like that like I was maybe messaging other people while we while we were just messaging but like from the point that we went on a date um I don't think we ever discussed it but I probably just I don't know if I deleted the apps but I definitely wasn't using them and was just focusing on him geez did you guys ever talk about that like you guys both being like exclusive together I don't think so but again I was just so young now now I'm so like 
you know, hence how I got myself into that bizarre erotic story scenario. <laughs> I'm very much like, right, what are you doing? Let's go for a drink. When are you free? Instead of like prolonging it. Because otherwise then you're like waste. Not that, but you know what? No experience is a waste of time. But then like it feels like it is a waste of time. Exactly. So I think, yeah, like I think it's taught me that that experience is probably the thing that has given me like no patience for like, you know, your pen pal scenario where you're just kind of messaging a guy. So I think I've definitely learned that from it. But I don't think we ever discussed whether we were exclusive or seeing other people. I think I just made the assumption because I was kind of like, he's so busy. How could he have time? And and maybe, maybe I did ask and he was like, well, I'm so busy. Like I can barely see you. And I just kind of took that all as, oh yeah. So he's definitely only seeing me, right? (laughs) But like, I don't blame you. I feel like I'd feel the same way, but like now, like I don't know. I'd like to think that he was true to his word, but I don't know. I'm like, I also too have like such a bad taste in my mouth with guys from like my past that I'm like, eh, probably cheating. I don't know. I always assume the worst. Yeah. I mean, I suppose like with him, it like wasn't cheating. mate. Well, I mean, I'm making excuses for a man who I have no idea what's happening in his life right now, but it was just all very weird. And it was, yeah, like it was there was never a time where he would fit in with what I was doing it was very much you know I'd fit in with what he was doing and I remember like this is also really bizarre but like when we were dating I remember having him round to my house for dinner and then going back to his house to stay the night because it was more convenient for him to be at his house despite the fact they were like 10 minutes apart yeah wait a minute that makes no sense that makes what yeah and now I think about it I'm like that's really strange that is really strange thank god you kicked this guy to the curb Alice thank well, god I mean I didn't kick him to the curb though did I <laughs> he was just like you know what I don't have time for this and I'd be like I was like okay I've just sorted out your music video for you that is crazy you know what I hope that music video also sucked but you know it looked good because your friend did the makeup but other than that sucked you know, part of me, I wish I could even remember like what song it was, what artist, because I kind of now want to see the result of said music video. But I'll send you the Jerry Halliwell one because it is awful. Oh my God, I can't wait to put it on my Instagram. But also like, do I want to? Do I want to give him the more views? You know what, maybe now later on he can get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's probably not making any money from it. I have a feeling he maybe even did it for free as a, as a, to build up his portfolio or whatever. It seems like it because, you know, this other the second music video that you literally saved the day on, he needed it to be done for free, too. So yeah. I would venture to guess a very low budget was used. But I mean, what's weird about the Jerry Hallowell one is it very much has the vibe of actually a pretty good music video like it there's obviously been some expenses in terms of like there's loads of people in it yeah it's, it's like really bizarre I remember at the time when he showed me it, it had maybe like a thousand views and to be honest I now think I'm probably accountable for probably another thousand views because I show people and I'm like <laughs> I went on a date with the guy that did this video and this is my reason for why and how embarrassing that is I love it well like I said I'm just more happy that you know he's not part of the picture anymore because also too to be honest like if someone's gonna lie about their height first of all like what else are they lying about 
Just saying. To be fair, though, I do, I do think I was trying to explain this to my mom really recently that okay. men. I don't know whether this is an English thing or like definitely. In, obviously, I've dated in both the UK and Australia, and I would say height is the main area that men lie. That's a big thing in the US too. Trust me. And I find it really like definitely even the kind of recent-ish dates that I went on um, before I met my boyfriend. All of the men it would be like, oh, I'm six foot. And you'd turn up and you'd be like, no, you're five foot 10. Well, and I think it's because, you know, they want to get that initial conversation in, you know, then it goes back to like, well, girls, you know, why do we put so much pressure on guys to be a certain height? Because yeah. I only, like, I know all these girls that are like, I just want a guy to be older than, or like older. I just want a guy to be taller than me. And it's like, well, do they have to be? Like, I don't understand. It's a tough one. I mean, I've dated guys smaller than me because I am quite tall and Mm -hmm. I yeah like I'm with this like this guy like for example I really tried not like for me I think it had reached the point where we'd had so much conversation that it kind of wasn't a thing but interestingly like my boyfriend put that his height was six foot and he's six foot three. Oh, even better. <laughs> and he actually said to me on our first date oh my god you're really tall are you sure you're only five foot eight and I was like yes I am and he was like oh you're like the tallest girl I've ever been on a date with and there's me being like you think you're six foot and even recently he was like oh I'm only six foot right and I was like no you are six foot three you are much taller than me (laughs) I think that's like what 60 centimeters no yes no no 190 something centimeters just kidding I'm thinking of way shorter people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, so I'm so I'm five foot eight, which is 174 centimeters, and then he is, I think, like 193, 94 centimeters, maybe even two meters. Over in the UK, basically, the rule for social distancing during lockdown is that you have to be two meters apart, and I basically count that in my head as a Jeff lying down. I'm like, right, two meters is the height of Jeff, basically. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that's like the same thing. I guess that would be like the same as six feet then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Now I know. So now if I'm ever in Europe, well, I guess I can't be because of this time. But if I'm ever in Europe, now I know two meters. (laughs) Anyway, Alice, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come onto the show and tell us about the craziness that you've dealt with. Um, I'm so excited to have you back on the show once again. (laughs) Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I hope you had fun. Yes, I did. (laughs) I actually really loved reminiscing about all of my disastrous dating. And I say all, I was only talking about two different people, so... (laughs) I am so excited to have you back on. Okay, guys, if you have a story you want to share with me and want a chance to be featured on the podcast, please email me at swipingdiaries at gmail.com and follow the show on Instagram. It's just at swipingdiaries. Cool. See you guys next time. Bye.